Welcome to our classroom. In this space, we talk about education, which is inclusive of, but not limited to, what happens in schools. I am your host, Roberto Germán. Glad that you are here with me this evening. We got a good one. Before I introduce our guests and we get it on, just want to remind y'all, Texture Teaching, a framework for culturally sustaining pedagogy is out now through Heinemann Publishing, written by Lorena Hedman of Multicultural Classroom and Disrupt Text. Wonderful book. If you don't have your copy, go get that now at Heinemann Publishing. You could also cop that through our website, multiculturalclassroom.com. Additionally, you can up your resources by buying the Anti-Racist Teacher Reading Instruction Workbook written by Lorena Germán. If you teach the early grades, early childhood and lower elementary, the home school curriculum mirrors and windows can be applied in other settings, including schools and daycares. And so purchase that through multiculturalclassroom.com. We also have t-shirts available for you. There's the Texture Teaching t-shirts. And there is also the Multicultural Classroom t-shirts. Fresh off the press. Up on the website yesterday. I'm letting y'all know. Uh, we shared with the subscribers first. But I'm letting y'all know. Because y'all my peoples and y'all follow me. And we'll be sharing it on the social media platforms. Go ahead and cop yourself a t-shirt. Well, well, well. This evening... We got some special guests. I got a couple individuals who are going to be with me, and I'm truly excited. I hope you're excited also. If you like books, you like picture books, you like hearing from authors, you're going to enjoy tonight's show. Our guest this evening, Ellison and Babu Blakes. Ellison Blakes is a scientist, pianist, researcher, athlete, and a baller. Video game lover. So he loves video games, and he's a designer, sports analyst, and author. Uh, after Mama's prediction came true, wink, wink, uh, Dad started helping him create El's Mirror. Ellison, a fifth grader who still goes to the school up the street from the big house full of books and art on the west side of the south, He's going to be sharing about his experience this evening. And his father, all right, so we're talking about a father-son combo team. Uh, this is exciting that, to have this father-son team of authors. And in a future episode, I'm going to have a mother-daughter team of authors. So very excited about bringing a family into it, right? That's love. Babu Blaze is a scholar MC. Deliberately walking through the intersection of hip-hop, education, and spirituality. His research goals center the various ways that the hip-hop generation leverages its resources for today's generation. Blakes is a national educational consultant as well as a celebrated songwriter whose studio collaborators include Grammy winners Adrian Quesada, Symbolic One, Gary Clark Jr., and several more. 
Oh yeah, this is going to be a good one. We're going to be talking about their publication, Els Mira. And so y'all uh, feel free, feel free to just reach out to them. Uh, and by the way, I'm rocking this shirt. That's that's their brand, Hip Hop Grew Up. So if you don't know, now you know Hip Hop Grew Up. Website, Hip Hop Grew Up. And go ahead, buy yourself a t-shirt, buy the book, Els Mira. Uh, buy all of the resources that they got up there. And right now, our guests have joined us. Let's see, Ellison there, and by his side, Bavu. Peace, 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 y'all. How you doing? Doing well. Feeling the t-shirts. Thank you, thank you. Yeah, we got. We're matching you, and I got I got a little Howard you, my birthplace. You already know. Thank you for being here, Ellison and Babu. I'm excited that y'all could join me. It's great to see y'all. Uh, I just I, I love seeing this father son team, um, and it 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 really resonates with me as a parent. It resonates with me as a black man. Uh, your book and your movement resonates with me, and you know you got a supporter in me. So thank you both for being here, uh, Ellison. I don't think I've ever spoken to you. I've spoken to your father plenty of times, but I don't think I, I've ever had direct contact with you. So I've heard great things about you uh, through your father in particular, and I'm excited to get to to learn from you, to connect with you, to ask you some of my questions. And my daughter loves your book, and I'm sure. Uh, as soon as she finishes her bath, she's going to be watching through uh, my wife's phone and just, you know, checking out and listening and um, learning more from you, the author, Ellison Blake. So thank you. Uh, let's go ahead. Let's get started. Why don't you tell us about the edu educational journey you've been on with the publication Elle's Mirror? So, like, I've learned a lot from publishing the book. Like, I've learned that publishing a book takes a long time because it took us, like, a year. And I thought it only took you, like, six months, a couple months. And then, like, how long it takes to mail the book because mailing the book, you have to, like, get the book. And then after you get the book, you have to, like, put it in, like, wax and then add some things on, on it, and then you have to take it to the mailbox. I mean, not the mailbox, the post office, and then mail it. And then I also, and I learned something else, which is take, being uh, also takes a lot of your time. I didn't know what took mm. them. But, like, I've had to miss a lot of school because of book talks. So. I mean, if you're going to miss school, that's a good reason to miss school. Because your ed education is still happening. That's right. That's absolutely right. Absolutely so, right. So you've learned that this is a process and that there's sacrifice involved, including your time. That's yeah, awesome. from, a parent, from a parent perspective, I remember dropping him off because we've had a lot of book talks. I mean, for a year. book's been out a year, but... I think in the past month, we've interacted with over a thousand students just in the city where we live. Wow. When it started off, we, we were in different parts of the country when we first started with the book. But here lately, it's really might, mainly been concentrated with um, within our city, within the Austin in area. Austin. Um, and we actually got to do some in-person stuff where we, we got in, we were in the library and there was a limited amount of students. Let's see, at Austin Achieve, we were on the football field, hundreds of kids there. 
Um, and then we went to two other schools where they set us up in the library and the students were still in their classrooms. Menchaca, Baldwin. Um, but point being, um, I dropped him off at school afterwards and they're talking to me about, well, you know, it's after 10 o'clock, so unexcused absences, rah, rah, rah. I was like, he was at work. And then they're like, oh, well, maybe bring us a note. So it's just, it gives us a different perspective, you know, on schooling where, you know, oral communication is a big challenge. Um, thinking on your feet is a big challenge. Um, mm. Getting over your shyness and your social, you know, awkwardness, you know, that we both uh, struggle with. Uh, getting over all that is absolutely educational to your point. Um, you know, we believe that education is way more yep. important in school. This is really uh, putting that in motion and giving us a chance to reflect and learn together in a way that test prep, it'll never do. I, I mean, I was just thinking, as you were talking, I'm thinking, I'm like, all right, well, let me think, you know, standardized tests or developing writing skills, developing entrepreneurial skills, uh, understanding the struggle that it is to to go through your own publication, run your own business, uh, to, to meet the demands of the customer. I mean, all the things that you're learning, Ellison, like these are truly life skills and, and entrepreneurial skills that are going to help set you apart, set you on a path of empowerment where you can not only continue to learn how to do for yourself, uh, but perhaps more importantly, teach others to be able to duplicate that. Teach others that like, hey, you know, it's possible for you to create, for you to own, and for for you to benefit from that. And from mm -hmm. others, obviously, benefiting from your story. So, Man, I, I love what y'all doing. I'm encouraged by that. And I'm hopeful that the, the school that you're at and, and where, wherever, you know, your traditional school journey takes you, that they will understand what it is you're trying to do and find ways to implement that in their program. That would be dope. So do I. Yeah, and he's, he's humble, but, I mean, for a 10-year-old, you know, he's been making a little bit of paper, too, you know? I don't think he's just going to come out and say that, but there is that entrepreneurial component to your point. And it's led us to um, do some financial literacy, some reading around financial literacy. I think, what book are we reading? I Got Bank is called, mm. not from the United Bank or United, One United, which is a black owned bank. Their, their owner, president did a really great job of writing a kid friendly book with a super dope narrative and a lot of humor. Um, to where we're understanding a lot of um, financial literacy that I definitely had no clue of when I was 10. So that's another thing is just the offshoots of the educational journey. They don't teach us that in the schools. Nah. They don't, they don't teach mm -hmm. us that. So, I mean, there's, there's so much that we can extract from this and, and so much that, and now I'm thinking with my school leader hat, right? I mean, mm -hmm. I'm not leading a school right now, but that's what I've been doing for the past 15 years. And when I put my school leader hat on, I'm thinking like, oh man, like, how amazing would this be if we would work this into the curriculum, mm -hmm. right? If if we would find the space and, and put value on teaching our young people financial literacy. So uh, again, Al, you have a great advantage with your educational journey right now. Now, Al's Mirror is self-published. Uh, and it's challenging to find high, oh, that's the book. I got bank. All right. Hey, y'all, all of you who are following, all of you who are following, you're getting a gem right now. 
I got Beck and, and Babu. Name the author again, please. Terry yes, Williams, William. who's the president I got of Beck Bank. By Terry Williams. Hey, y'all. Fire. Cop that book. We need those type of resources for our children. Hey, you cop it and, and bless your kids' teacher so they have it in the class. Sometimes we got to, you know, sometimes we got to backdoor the situation. Mm -hmm. Hey, teach, I got a gift for you. I'm blessing you. <laughs> <laughs> teacher Appreciation Week. Here you go. Thanks. <laughs> now, Ellesmere is self-published, and it's, it's challenging to, to find high-quality self-published children's books. And as a result, many people either go through a publisher or they self-publish something that the physical product, including the illustrations, will, will likely not be top-notch quality. And yet, you figured out a way to publish a high-quality picture book. This is my opinion, obviously. <laughs> Why did you self-publish, and were you able to achieve the publishing that you were looking for in, in terms of, like, the high-quality product? Like, are you happy with the results of the product that we have in our hands? You want to take this one? Okay. So again, why? Let's start with why did you self-publish? I'll, I'll, I'll take this one. Um, I think a big part of why we self-publish is to learn how to self-publish. That was the mind frame, and you know, I come from a background of independent music. Um, you know, your own concerts, um, your own albums, your own releases. As a matter of fact. We're going to release a vinyl seven inch of the L's mirror theme song in just a couple of months here. Um, so, but I think that that's part of the reason. And the second is time is at a premium. So I didn't think about taking a lot of time to learn how to chase publishers around. Mm. I really just wanted to get it out because we had a really unique and special challenge to figure out how to do it. And I knew it couldn't be that complicated having put out an album and having put out music before. I knew it just couldn't be that complicated. So um, we looked at, you know, a lot of quality books. That was The Boy Who Loved Math. This is Malcolm Little, which is fire. Um, illustrated by somebody I went to high school with, which is inspiring. The Undefeated. Like, I'm looking at all these books. I'm like, this can't be that hard. There's probably just some kind of firewall to keep me from knowing how to get it done. Um, so to answer the question... Um, the, the impetus was that independent music background, but also this was very much an educational project for our family because he's going to write way more books and way better books and way longer books. In fact, he already does. Um, but I think I want to put my teacher hat on for a second and say that my best answer would be the writing process, right? Mm. So we had already experienced what he's added to the writing process, this new first step, which is called life. He says, if you have a life, you have a story. If you have a story, you have a book. That's a jewel. We spend a lot of time in pre-writing, which is the planning process, right? So that's the design of the book. It'll be your outline. It'll be your vision. It'll be your uh, your your, your uh, plot diagram, which we, we did all of that. It'll be the graphic organizers used to plan it out. It'll mm -hmm. be him saying, we got to use um, uh, Cesar Chavez, which I never would have planned. So we're making all those initial decisions, right? 
the pre-writing is a is a huge major chunk. It takes a long time. And then there's something real quick. Do you feel that? What is that? You feel that? It's a draft. The draft just blows in. So that's like super fast. Boom. You put the draft down. Done. But then this takes forever revising. So we brought in a whole bunch of teachers, and the teachers helped us look it over. And then we had supporters who bought the hip hop grill hoodies, which funded the book. And then we did this initial run of like just a hundred. This wasn't the final final. So we spent a long time in revision, finding out if the right color shorts and the right color shoes and cut this paragraph and just revising all those big changes. Right. So then we went to the editing, which was the small changes. And again, we had a circle of people in a community to help us do that. And then finally we got to that final process. So I just wanted to kind of elaborate on what the education was like. I knew as a humanities teacher what we were signing up for as far as process, but I also knew that there was a lot more stuff that I didn't know, like contacting India and China and the printing and the call mm-hmm. and things like that. So we followed our instincts with some courage and it gave us that educational pro- um, educational process. And to answer your question, when we worked with the Texas Book Festival, they literally asked us how we had such a high quality product. Wow. They're like, if this is independent, how'd you, they said, wait a minute, how'd you do this? And I was like, oh yeah, we got one. We got one. He wants to know, yeah. how, he wants to know how we did it. And like, did it. this ain't supposed to happen. We got one. So, and, and so I remember from the music game too, you know, uh, those bells and whistles, uh, the art director who consulted me and said, put a mirror in the back. I just did. It costs extra money, but who has a mirror in the book, right? So if the kids and the adults are going to see themselves in the book, they might as well see themselves in the book. And so I guess what I'm saying finally to wrap it all up is we chose to self-publish for the educational opportunity down to the illustrator we chose. But then we also chose to self-publish because we had faith in the community around us that we could do this with all the people we knew. And so um, I, I do stand behind it and I do, we do get a lot of compliments about it. So thanks for that question. Yeah, I, I love it because I'm a big believer. Well, let me back up a little bit because you use the word courage. And I love when I see our people demonstrate the courage to to put something out there in the world, the courage to invest in yourself, right? Sometimes, you know, we get hesitant about investing in ourselves, but we'll put money in all different type of directions in other people's pockets, but that y'all had the courage to invest in yourselves. And then you mentioned like, you know, knowing you had the support of the community, which is important. Like the networking piece is important, but the the nature of being in community, right? And what community looks like is like, oh, now nah, we, we support each other. You know, we get right. down for each other. It's like, oh, all right. Wait, you, are you putting out a book? Yeah, I'm copying a copy. You know, that's mm-hmm. how it's going down. And you know, I'd yeah. love to, to see more of that. Uh, instead of sometimes what happens um, in our communities, where it's, you know, it's competition and it's territorial and, you know, like, I'm yeah. not trying to see you rise, but instead having that, like, Smith and Wesson mindset, you know, I shine, you shine. Yeah, For, yeah. for the hip-hoppers, I, you know, I'm bringing y'all back for the hip-hoppers. <laughs> Calling my son because he's shine like what that you talking about? <laughs> Bravo, let's we about to turn this into a session real quick. All right, let me stay on track. Let me stay on track. Uh, so, in the book, there is a story of L being sent to another classroom, 
due to correcting the teacher's pronunciation of basilic. Correct me, Al. Basilic. Basilic. Ring a bell. Yeah. <laughs> Say it again. Basilisk, yeah. I, I, don't yeah. worry. I ain't going to send you to another room. We here. We here. I ain't sending you to another room. Basilisk. So, <laughs> I want to know. I want to know, is that a true story? It is a true story. All right. So, like, I'm going to, like, explain it to you. Wait. Let me yeah. ask some. There are no untrue biographies in this whole book. But go ahead. So, Thank you for clarifying that. So rewind, so rewind to, in, to 2018 when I was six. Yeah, when mm -hmm. I was six. I really loved animals. I studied them. I drew them. I looked at them. I wanted to be them. I wanted to study them. And then when I, like, when I went to school and Miss, my teacher was talking about animals, <laughs> I got really excited. And so I, and so when she said basilisk lizard, because we were talking about that lizard, I got excited, and then I said basilisk, and I said, no, it's a basilisk lizard, and then the teacher sent me to another classroom. So I think that what teachers can learn from this is that sometimes, like, when you, like, take down a student for being upset, over enthusiastic to learn, you can like take away their, you can take away how much they really want to be in school and how much they want to learn. Mm. Thank, thank you for sharing that. Thank you for speaking that truth and, and for writing that part of the book. I think it's important because I think any one of us uh, as teachers, as educators, like we can, we're prone to make those type of decisions and those type of mistakes. You know, even the most well-intentioned, I'll be straight up, like, I'm sure that I have, uh, whether through classroom teaching or as a principal, assistant principal, as a basketball coach, I know for a fact that I've had moments where I've made decisions that, you know, kind of squelched or, you know, or drained a little enthusiasm from my learners, whether in the classroom or on the court. I, I'm not proud of that. I don't feel good about that. Uh, I think I've learned a lot from those moments, especially as I've been in other settings and I've been able to see like, oh, wait a second, we can actually operate in a different manner here. And, you know, we don't have to approach our, our, our youth, our children, our students in, in a punitive manner. We can approach things in a restorative manner or and we can actually sit back and take time to, like, truly listen. Oh, wait a second. Like, maybe I am wrong. Maybe I did say that wrong. And wait, I can learn something from you, student. Doesn't matter how young you are. So I appreciate you putting that out there. And I hope a lot of teachers have come across that story so that it's in the forefront of their minds uh, as they're approaching their learners. You know, thank you for, for sharing that truth and for challenging us all. Yes. And in the book of J. Cole, it says, pride is the devil. Mm. Featuring little <laughs> baby. Oh, man. Oh, man.
Babu, we're gonna, we gonna ping pong these hip hop references all night, bro. <laughs> now, black fathers don't get a lot of props in our society. And yet, you've been able to co author L's Mirror. Uh, L, you've been able to co author this with your father. I know he's a great influence in your life. Uh, and I want to give him a minute. You know, I just, I want to give him his flowers because I think it's important that we, we do that, that when people are doing wonderful, great things, that we're really pushing the, that narrative. Not the narrative that the media be pushing about a lot of us that got people crossing the streets whenever we walk in next to them on the side. No, that we're pushing this powerful narrative, this love narrative, this family narrative, this black narrative. And so, Ellison, I want to ask you, what does your father mean to you? And what do you appreciate about him and why? Like he means a lot. And like, I can't really imagine what I'd do without him because he pushes me to do what I want to, to like do things that will affect me later on. And he also likes to, and like whenever I like doing things and I want to like be, whenever I, I have a goal or a goal or a dream, he like signs me up for camps and gets me things that can help me that can help me get to my dreams and goals. That's awesome, man. That's awesome. Thanks for sharing that. I mean, it's it's amazing. I mean, but Babu, your, your father's doing his job, you know. Like, so I <laughs> I want to say that he's doing what he's supposed to do. Can I interject? Yes, that felt great. <laughs> yeah. And I want I want people to hear this. You know what I'm saying? I want part of what I want to do with my platform is drive the narrative that's not being told. Yeah. All this love that exists. Yeah. You know, uh you doing the LOG thing and being a father to your child. Yeah. Ellison, I probably went way too back for you on that one, but your father knows what I'm talking about. You know, we yeah. doing the adult be a father to your child, right? Okay, boss. Investing in your children, being present, supporting them, challenging them, pushing you through your goals, man. That's awesome, Elf. That's that's awesome. And your father, he's I say he's doing what he's supposed to do, because it from my perspective, he he's not he's not a unicorn in this. There are other Black fathers out there doing it, even though the media will, will tell us otherwise. But you know what? We're our own media. We're creating our own platforms. Just like y'all are publishing your own books, you know, we're doing our own things with podcasting and using all the, the different platforms and whatnot so we could tell our story. I didn't have this down, Babu, but now that I'm mentioning our story, I would love for you to take a minute to just, you know, talk about the, the lion history. Just, you know, because y'all you, write that in the book. You reference that in your platforms and whatnot. And so I think, it's, yes. I think it would be good for the people to just briefly hear you talk about, you know, why you be using that, why you be making that reference. Yeah, well, um, wow, thank you, because I was just thinking that in what you were saying. 
And fun fact, I own all three of y'all's books. All three. Salute. And the, and the curriculum. And the curriculum. So I That's just love, that. fam. Yeah, we we we're not we're not just talking, right? We we live it. So um Lion History, right? Believe it or not, we have a song for that together. Oh, I believe it. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's just about timing. But um so so there is a company that's amazing called Kamali Academy, uh run by this brother named Samori Kamara based in uh New Orleans. Okay. He got his PhD at UT. I met him through my wife, but I say all that to say I bought a book from him to use with students, which was just all these African proverbs. And that was one of the ones that really stood out to me. And I've seen it phrased in a lot of different ways, but I say it till the lion writes history, the hunter will be the hero because it feels perfect to word it That's that a way. Bar. Yeah, I don't even say until. It's till the lion writes history, the hunter will be the hero. It feels right, you know? And so, well, your books and curriculum are a great example of that. Um, I just saw this talk by Dr. Aurora Chang. Um, Y'all might want to Google that, where she does a talk on uh, PBS uh, and really goes into depth about how important that is, especially from her perspective as it relates to um, immigrant children and especially undocumented immigrant mm. children and families. She talks about how those, instead of being undocumented, it makes more sense to just go crazy with it and hyper-document yourself. And I think that's what this lion history concept is all about, hyper-documentation, because somebody who's not for me can never, and will... Never correctly tell my story. Will never mm. correctly tell my story. Somebody Facts. who's not for me... Can and will never correctly tell my story. And, and when you were talking about the media and you know what 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 they may paint at any given time, you know, and you're talking about like um, mainstream kind of commercial facing entertainment, you know, left or right leaning type of you know binary media. Yes, uh, a lot of times those narratives are whack, um, and we we don't depend on that. Um, we know that we come from a eternally excellent people who are always the primary influences of all facets of culture. And, and, and please correct me if I'm wrong. Um, and so therefore we create, you know, we also know that if there's a creator and we're created by a creator, then we have the power to create inside of us at all times. And so we put that to use. We also know that, there is knowledge, recall, and regurgitation and memorization. And then when you go way above that within your, you know, your, within your ability to think, you get up to the point where you create. So we really honor uh, creation and we really honor manifestation of our ideas and whatnot. And so that's what that lion history concept, that's why it's so dear to us. It feels like if I'm doing something and it doesn't connect to that proverb, I almost look at that like a motto. Like if I'm making moves that don't connect to that concept of till the lion writes history, the hunter will be the hero, then I'm missing out on something. Because, you know, my father does genealogy on the side. So while he's been a mechanical engineer for decades, he took the time to create our family history, to write our history, to make history from scratch. I can't ignore that I come from that. You know? Mm. Um, and I, and, and that, that's that's a inheritance that I've received while my father's still alive. 
So we're already passing, you know, like that idea and that attitude down and everybody in our home is down with that. And I think you and I have that in common. So that's just uh, some language that just reminds me of the parameters that I should be living by as somebody whose children and other people's children as well are, are watching my moves. It just feels like a good, a good guideline. That's what that's, that's about. That's amazing. That's amazing. To, to those who are listening, following, what is a message of encouragement you want to offer them? Let's start with Elle. Um, I already said if you have a life, you have a story. If you have a story, you have a book. Mm. That's mainly like the word of encouragement. Like anybody can like write a book if they have a life. Because like you can like make a book about your life. You can make a book about your experiences. Any like... So if you have a life, you have a story. And if you have a story, you have a book. Listen, people, stop sleeping. Elle's telling you to go write your book. Go write your story. Your story is unique. Yes, dropping some wisdom there. Thank you. Uh, Babu, what, what's the message of encouragement you want to offer the people? Hmm. Um, that's a good question. Um, I, I would say... I would say um, that in community, we have everything we need for the present moment. I went and visited a friend of mine last night who I hadn't seen in a while, and it just it, it just filled me up, you know. And all we were talking about was fatherhood and mm. hip hop and his kids and my kids, and we listened to a couple beats. And I was tired this morning, but. It had been so long, you know, I'd been so isolated with my family, which is another example of having everything you need, you know, at least to, to bear good fruit, right? Like, we, we stumbled across a book just having life experiences, to Elle's point. Um, but, but what I'm finding over and over again is that the people that I'm connected to, the ideas um, that seem to download into my mind, you can't necessarily accomplish every dream, every idea, but I do feel like some of them take precedence. Some of them repeat themselves and resonate more. Some of them become louder in the mix, if you will. And when you look at who is around you, right, not necessarily blood, not necessarily family, but hopefully so, um, that within that, you know, that, that community, that structure, that, that unit, that family, the people that you're connected to, there's a lot of power there, um, you know, if, if we have eyes to see it and ears mm -hmm. to hear it and we, 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 we believe it, uh, I, I believe that you'll bear witness to, like, amazing power with who is already around you. Yeah. That's great. That's great. Uh, thank you. Thank you both for those words of encouragement. Where can we follow you? Uh, you can follow us, like, I'm pretty sure we have Instagram, if you know. Twitter. So they go to Instagram, then they follow us? Yeah. You can tell he doesn't use Instagram. You got to tell him what you can. Uh, you got to tell him how to follow you on Instagram. Um, Let me take that. Um, we have at L's Mirror on Instagram okay. and Facebook. Um, and I think for the purposes of this talk, yeah, at L's Mirror. Twitter, there's no Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. There's a hip hop grew up. 
Um, but I think for the purposes of this interview, um, at Ellsmere, as well as Ellsmere.com. Yeah. E-L-S. And that's where, that's where we can purchase the book, Ellsmere.com. That's where you can purchase the book. And that also lands you within hiphopgrewup.com. Yeah, where you can get all kinds of stuff, books and posters. And, you know, because we have the three historical figures within um, the story. But actually, if you go in the back of the book, there's a whole nother nine of them on a, on a, on a totally different poster by a totally different artist. So we're just trying to um, give folks a lot of different entry points to this line history. Um, and, you know, merch, you know, it just, it just keeps things going. Um, but yeah, I'd say, in fact, on the back of the book, you got hiphopgrewup.com and you got ellsmirror.com. Oh, that's our company. <laughs> so, um, yeah, that, that's how I say that you could follow us. Um, and I actually went to Facebook and also on Instagram, just announced that we were doing this and I actually got new followers just from doing that. Ain't that something? Hey man. Hey, we, we're growing this thing. Um, mm-hmm. I'm, I, you know, I want to bless your endeavors. I, I hope y'all just continue to, uh, speak all over the place, uh, produce great works. Uh, Ellison, I'm excited about your your future as an author and to to witness it grow um you got a supporter in me and you will continue to have support not just for me but you know my wife my daughter um you know my son's still flipping through pages but you know once he's able to get to the stage of reading and whatnot and and my one-year-old too um, i'm sure they're going to appreciate your works uh and babu salute to you so much respect for for you as as an educator and uh, as an MC and, and just as a man, as a black man in America. Uh, so salute, man. A lot of respect, a lot of love. Um, I'm hopeful that we could do this again. And we just, can. And, we can. You know, I anticipate continuing to support what it is y'all are doing. Yeah, and if, if you ever invite L again to anything, ask him to bring his piano next time. Okay. It brings a lot of a lot of joy there too. Um and thank you for your energy. Like just the way your way of being, your energy, your enthusiasm, it goes a long way. Um it, it helped us feel comfortable. It helped us like giggle and not be too self conscious. <laughs> so I appreciate everything about your presence from beginning to end, you know, since the top of the hour. And I mean that. Oh, peace to y'all, man. I, I love doing this. I love having the opportunity to hear about different folks' educational journeys and to, to amplify the platforms for, uh, in particular for biopic folks. Um, but it's just, I learned so much by engaging people in these interviews, you know, and there's, there's a lot that not only I can extract uh, from listening and asking these questions, but that the audience can extract. So I'm hopeful that folks that have been uh, participating with us this evening will follow you if they're not following y'all already that they will go and purchase your products that uh, we continue to get it out all over the place so thank you all thank you again uh, at some point I'd love to love to have Tiffany on uh, but if y'all don't know uh, Tiffany Jones Blakes she uh, Ellison's mother and Babu's wife amazing amazing educator um, just a lot 
a lot to offer our audience. And so I'm hopeful at some point to have her on in the future too. Say the word. Say the word. And shout out to The Real Broke Bread for uh, staying in this interview from beginning to end and having a lot of great comments and wonderful things to say along the way, which also, again, takes our anxiety levels down, lets us know we're in the right place. Indeed, indeed. Yeah. Well, peace to y'all. Have a great evening. Uh, we'll we'll do this again sometime in the future. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you.